Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friend, it's Nicole, host of the Nicole Walters podcast. Here's where we laugh, we cry, and we grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Let's get started. Hey friend, so I know that our chats sometimes are highs, you know, talking about funny stories and cool things and new love and new life, and sometimes they're lows. <laughs> and they were talking about the hard stuff and growing and getting better, and that's kind of what I wanted to chat about today. One of the things that I'm learning consistently in this starting over process is that healing is not linear. And one of the worst things we can do for ourselves is expect that there's some magical finish line where we'll suddenly feel better and all that life is is chasing and running towards that. I want you to know that's not the case at all. If you are saying to yourself every time you're having a bad day or a tough moment, oh my word, like why isn't it getting better? Or oh my gosh, things were going so great and I can't believe this terrible thing happened and knocked me off my feet. Well, friend, that's what I want to unpack today because guess what? I'm just like you. I've been doing this to myself and just keeping it all the way real. Divorce is hard. It is so hard. And I'm going to admit something here today that's not fun to say, but the hardest part now is not even the partnership. It's not, oh my gosh, I miss my ex and I want to get back together. It is not that, y'all. I am so far past that point. You have those seasons, you have those moments, but it is not that. I do not miss my previous life. As a matter of fact, I was having a conversation with my current fella and he asked me because there'll be moments where I will be laughing at old videos or sharing with the kiddos, you know, something funny they did when they were a kid over one Christmas. And, you know, we were kind of at the end of the night, having one of our sort of connects, you know, where we kind of sit down and go over the day and ask how each other's doing and seeing what each other needs. And he asked me, he was like, you know, I noticed that you have this smile on your face when you're watching some of these videos, you know, in your old home or with your husband. And, you know, I just, are you all right? Do you miss it? Do you miss it sometimes? And we have a very open partnership. So I didn't lie to him. I told him, yes, even when I'm scrolling through social you know, and I see some of y'all commenting like, gosh, I just, you know, I miss the old family stuff or I miss what it used to be like. And I miss it, too. I do. I look at it fondly. And there is so much about it that is a positive thing. Even now, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I, I smile about it because I had fun 
there was fun there for sure. But when I think about it, and this is what I told him, what I don't miss was that in every single moment, I always wondered what would it be like to be in this moment 100%. That I always felt myself showing up to all these moments, maybe like 80%, 90% joy, showing up and feeling like, gosh, you know, all this stuff is good and great, but what if my partner was equally happy? Because I knew. I knew partly because he told me. <laughs> you know, I also knew partly because you can feel when someone's not all the way in it. And I just knew in these moments that the life that I was living was, gosh, 70% joyful. And I just couldn't shake that. What would it look like if a heck, if I could even have a life that was 80% happy or 90% happy? Like, what would it look like to be with someone and with a moment and in it 100%. And here's the kicker, y'all. What I didn't realize then that I realize now is if you're going to have moments in your life where you're in it 100% happy, you're also going to have to live a life of truth where you're in it and you're 100% sad. You're going to feel you're going to feel completely on both sides, the highs and the lows. So I do miss what I thought my life used to be. I get this question a lot. Don't you miss it? I do. But the reality is so much better than the fantasy, even if it does come with a heaping dose of hard days and hard pain. It's kind of like that scene in, if you guys ever seen The Matrix, where it's all about, you know, essentially the main character is told that life is basically a simulation. It's not real. It's a kind of like one big video game. And on one side, they can choose to remain in the video game, where they're living this life that sort of seems real but is all being manufactured by outside sources. So you're not in control of anything. You're just living this life that seems real. Or they can choose to see the reality of life, which they guarantee will be painful and they guarantee will be difficult and they guarantee will have hardships, but it's real. And with that realness, it also means that when there is joy, you're going to feel it at 100%. And the main character, without spoiling it for you, does make a choice, but I want to let you know that it's very much what it feels like to go through divorce. There's nothing like realizing that staying in your partnership is hard and leaving your partnership is going to be hard. But which hard do you choose? And what has been hard recently is whenever I get a trigger, a trigger could be anything for me. It could be anything from my kid getting sick, you know, which is going to happen, right? It's cold and flu season. Your kid's going to end up getting a cold or something weird like that or money, right? I support multiple households. I'm the breadwinner. I've always been the breadwinner for my household, you know, so I'm the breadwinner for my whole family and I work really, really hard. And so doing all of that, Plus, a divorce is like a third job, y'all. Like, as if I don't already have like five or six, I run multiple companies and I'm an investor and all those things. But it's like another job because you are responding with paperwork. You're negotiating. It really is much like closing a business. So you've got this other thing that requires 100% of your attention. So you've got parenting that needs you 100%. You've got this job that needs you 100%. You've got companies that need you. I, of course, had to go and fall in love like a fool. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm so grateful. But, you know, that requires my attention because it's something that I, I want to nurture that's so special to me. And then there's your own health and well-being. You guys know that I've had some health struggles, so I can't neglect that either. And when I tell you, when your kid comes up sick, you're like, oh, you know, I do not need one more thing. And you feel bad because your baby doesn't feel well either. So it's like just a bunch of different things. But then there's money stuff, you know, where you're like, how am I going to, I'm spread so thin. I got to do all these things. And I can't have one more weird thing come up, you know, and, and 
mind you, any of mamas of teenagers, anyone who's a 20 year old in yourself, your car breaks down. It's one more thing. Your, you know, teenager does something dumb. That's one more thing, you know, so you, you worry about that. And I got to tell you, my triggers right now, anything that comes up, I'm like, I don't have capacity for one more thing. And it puts me in a place where I'm just kind of like, am I doing everything wrong? What have I done? Did, am I making a mistake? I feel like it wasn't like this before. I cannot believe that I am the only parent. I'm the only one. I'm the only, only, only. Like everything seems to be me and only me. And I know some of y'all are hearing me right now saying like, yes, girl, the weight is on my shoulders. There's no one else. I'm looking left and I'm looking right saying, who's here to catch me, right? Like who's here to help me? Because when the kids get sick, y'all, they're coming to you. You know what I mean? And it's not that dad's not trying, right? You know, in, in your situations, you know, but you're the primary, that's how it goes. And I want to reference that to remind you that I had to remind myself in these lone moments to get out of them that there isn't some magical point where it wasn't going to be hard. There wasn't some magical point where healing has thus concluded. Congratulations. Here's your trophy and your 7-Eleven Slurpee. You have one. Move forth. That's not how that works. It's that you kind of heal from one thing. It gets you good and strong and you move on to the next thing. And I've had some really dark days. Just being completely honest, I have had some days where it's like, I want to walk out the front door and not look back. And I say all of this loving my children and loving my partner and truly being happy and joyful in my life that I'm in now. But I've had some days where it has been heavy to hold. The way that I describe it is this, and I think it'll resonate with a lot of you. Sometimes it feels like divorce is like you're treading water. You can see the shore. You are so close to it. It feels like you almost could reach it. Like the water's not that deep. But you're treading water. And whether it's your husband or financial state or anything from your past feels like a weight as you're treading this water. And that just tires you out even more. And you're saying to yourself, gosh, like at times it feels like it would almost be relieving to give in to this weight and just let it take you under. But you keep treading water because that's you. You're a natural fighter. You're not going to let it through. And you know you can see shore in sight, so it's inspiring. You can see relief on the horizon. And if you're blessed, like I definitely am, you have so many people around you. Friends, first impressions are everything. So if you're looking to make an impact with your online content, you need Issue. It's the easiest way to make your creative ideas come to life and share engaging content everywhere you want to be seen. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content, from marketing materials and magazines to catalogs and portfolios and so much more. There's no need for endless scrolling through PDFs. Issue features your digital content in an easy-to-view way on every device. Make it all at once, distribute it everywhere, all without reformatting. Your content is automatically optimized for engagement and ready to share. And Issue also works seamlessly with the tools you already use and love, like Canva, Dropbox, MailChimp, and InDesign. Issue helps creators, marketers, designers, and really anyone who wants to make content that stands out. And you can start using Issue for free. Try it out. Explore premium features that offer a more customized experience. Get started with Issue today for free. Or sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use the promo code Nicole. That's I S S uu.com slash podcast and use promo code Nicole at checkout for your free starter account or 
50% off an annual premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code Nicole. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Hey, friend, it's Cami Crawford. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in for new episodes every Friday. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. You are never alone. If you're really blessed, you've got friends, therapists, you've got your church, you've got faith. And if you don't have these things, listen to, I think, two or three episodes ago, I talk about what you need to get through. And those are some of the things, church, faith, a therapist, friends, family. You just need people. You don't need a lot of them, but you need life preservers around you so that when you're treading and you need a moment, they can coach you. Maybe they can help you. Sometimes they can hold you. Not forever, but they can support you so you can get a couple breaths so you can keep going. And in those moments of treading water to stay afloat, it can feel like you're going to drown any minute. Friend, you may be in that moment right now. I know I've been in and out of it over the past two, three months. But what I want to also let you know is that even if you are feeling those moments, the time will come no matter what, no matter how long it takes, whether it is three months or six months, three years or six years, where that weight is going to be cut off and you will be able to make it to shore. An even better friend, what you may not realize now in this moment, is that as you're treading water, and treading water with weights, you are getting stronger. So at times where I get so frustrated because I'm like, gosh, I feel like this process is unnecessarily difficult for me. No one's helping me with my kids. No one's helping me with the bills. I am a full and entire independent adult showing up in this world and being entirely responsible and stepping in and doing responsibilities where others are not. And how could that be, right? How could this be? How could this be happening, right? What have I done wrong that I'm in this space? I instead try to remind myself that in these moments, I'm getting stronger. I'm getting better. And frankly, in some ways, friend, if you really look back at it, is it really that different than it used to be? Haven't you always been the point person? Haven't you always been the strong one? Now, don't take any of that to mean that you don't have a right to softness in your life. You do have a right to a break and you do have a right to feel ease and you do have a right to feel comfort and supported and loved. But if this is the card that you've been dealt, if this is the season that you're in, I want you to recognize that all this weight you've been lifting means that you are going to get to shore, the promised land, the relief, better and stronger and faster than ever. You just have to wait it out until those weights break free. And I promise you they will. And during that process while you're waiting, every time something comes anew that feels like a gut punch, that feels like, my goodness, I thought things were just getting better, y'all. I was like, hey, I've got the little one full time and school makes no sense. You start at 730 and then you pick up your kid at like two o'clock. And then like on Tuesdays, they have like half days. Are they even in school? Let's be honest. What are they even doing? It takes me 45 minutes to get my kid to settle down to even start their homework. 
So I know good and well, they're probably only getting about 90 minutes of instruction in an average day, <laughs> right? So what is even happening? If y'all aren't going to keep them, just tell me to not even bring them to school. That's how this feels, right? And God bless the teachers because I do not know how you're doing anything in that schedule and that structure, but that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> what I do want to say though, is that I felt like I was dropping her off because I don't have a nanny. I don't have a full team supporting me. In this season, I've, I've elected to really be hands-on with my children because there have been so many transitions that for right now, being present and being mom and being hands-on is super important to me and for my child. I recognize that for others, that may not be the case. So that is not passing judgment. It's just speaking to my specific situation. So being hands-on and lavishing love and attention on my little is one where it means that I am dropping her off and picking her up. And y'all, I drop her off. And by the time I get home and kind of get my life together, I'm, it's time to pick her up again. And I found out that we had an after-school program that would be able to assist me with that because you can't hire a nanny for a couple hours a day. Like, it's just really hard to find. People aren't really interested in that. You can't really build the type of relationship you want, you know? So I was like, okay, I'm going to sign her up for this program. So if y'all don't know this exists, they have after-school programs. Ask your school. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm in a very privileged position where I'm able to afford something like that. Not everyone can. I adjusted the budget so that I can cover that, you know, those expenses. But if you can figure out a way or if you have a partner who can assist you with that or is willing to assist you with that, definitely look into it because what happens is now it gives me until 5 o'clock every day. And so that was something I did for myself so that I could pace my day better. But friends... I thought I finally had it made. I was like, I got these extra hours back. I can finally get work. We tried this for an entire week and the kid's doing great. She's coming back with her homework done. She's getting tutoring help because in my house, we carry the one. They're not teaching the kids to carry the one anymore. So I'm over here like, yes, she's going to make it. We got our routine. We are doing it. The kid gets sick, comes down with the flu. You know, that's how that goes. And now the routine is all come boggled and messed up. And I'm like, we were following a thing. We were on a high and now we're on a low. Can I get 10 days of consistent less crazy, right? That's real life, the highs and the lows. And I want to let you know that I'm not even kidding. When I heard that first sneeze cough, I was like, I don't know what's going on, lay down. And then I gave her the thermometer and it came back with a fever. I did all the mom things, kept myself composed, took care of her, all those good things. And then I went upstairs and I just cried. I came undone. Undone. Nothing makes me fall apart more than my baby's not being well. I came undone and I realized that it was because I felt like, aren't we healing? Aren't we making progress? Didn't we move forward? Why, why, why am I back here again solving another problem? Dealing with a kid who's not going to be in school for three days. Trying to adjust all my meetings and stuff around it. What is, will I ever get ahead? And I was getting into this woe is me cycle because I just could not believe that my healing wasn't linear towards good. Why wasn't I continuously growing and doubling my numbers and doing better and progressing and losing weight and not plateauing and all the things that we always say about transformation? We feel like it's a constant path and step forward towards improvement. Well, friend, the way that it looks when you're losing weight is you have a before and an after, and then you have some before again, and then you have an after, then you have a before again, and then your before sticks around for a little while, then you inch a little bit more of after, and then you have a bigger after. Look, it's not linear. So what you need to get great at is what we've been talking about all season, starting over. Recognizing that starting over isn't always going to be marked by some major loss or some major move. What I want you to know today is because healing isn't linear, starting over is going to happen in a miniature, small way 
all along the bigger process of starting over. Plot twist. (laughs) So I'm in a whole new life and I'm figuring out whole new systems. I've got whole new people and whole new friends. I'm building and deepening relationships with people that I have had in my life because they're reintroducing themselves to a version of me that's happier than they've seen in many, many years. Things are so different now. But within that, as I'm learning new formulas and new patterns, learning to drive around new neighborhoods and trying new foods, I'm learning to start over in whole new ways. So friend, what I've started doing is whenever these moments happen, the number one thing I focus on is getting present because it's so easy in those moments to immediately jump to the past or the future. And in the past, there's what would have this been like in my previous life? The truth is I'd still be taking care of the baby. I'd still be the person that she'd be looking to. I'd still be responsible for making sure she's okay and figuring out her regimen and managing all the things. But, you know, oh, gosh, I'd be doing it in my different home or, you know, I'd be able to, uh, frankly, that's, I mean, it'd be the same. (laughs) But that's part of why, you know, not going in the past is really because we glorify and glamorize what we thought it used to be, right? So there's the past and then there's the the future. Oh, no, but what does this mean? Will Will she be okay? What will happen? Will she never be able to be in school? Will she keep getting sick? You know, it's all this anxiety. But the truth is in the present, well, she's sick. You're managing it. You're doing a great job. She's going to get better. There's signs of improvement. You are healthy yourself. You have the means to take care of it. You have the ability and the tools to be able to handle and help it today. She trusts you enough to be honest about how she feels. She's loved and supported, and you are caring for her the way she deserves to be cared for. She's in a position where, even though she's not feeling great, she is receiving the love and attention that she deserves to heal, and that's going to help her for a lifetime. And When you get present, friend, when you get present, you realize how much you have. Our tendency whenever we are healing and we get caught in the past or in the future is to focus on where we lack. But in the present, you lack nothing. Because you are doing such a good job handling what is in front of you, and you are, friend, you are you realize that you lack nothing. Everything you need is there and you are using it. And you're doing the best you can to handle the moment. And that is enough. You are enough. So while it can feel so frustrating and challenging and disappointing to have to experience the lows as you're working so hard to sustain the highs, I want you to know that we're not any different. There isn't some place or some person or some other reality where it would be better or it would be easier or there you would have more answers. There just isn't because you are the best person to tackle what you're facing every single day. And you're the best person and the evidence of that is the way that you're dealing with it and the way that you're showing up. You're doing a great job. And this is what I've had to remind myself every time I start getting into the pit of it all. It's that, look, Nicole, this is the hand that you've been dealt and you are showing up and you are still here. And the evidence of doing well and all of that is how the people around you are still thriving and how you're thriving and how you've managed to have joy. And you're not fixated on what other people have or don't have or what other people have done or what they haven't done or what other people will do or won't do. You're fixated on loving well and smiling in the moment and assuring your own health and the health of those around you. And that says a lot about who you are and how you show up. So friend, I am so proud of you for always getting back up again whenever you're in that valley and chasing the feeling of what it's like to be on the mountaintop. And more than anything, 
I am so proud of you because even though healing is in a straight line, you keep showing up. Keep after it, friend. Another great chat. I love spending time together. Now I need you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Nicole Walters. I'll be back here next week and I hope you are too. See you there, friend. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.